gotta know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. You still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. The United States military would like to procure your services. This is a one-time deal, gentlemen. How are you, Mike? Nicole and the kids are well, I hope. Where are you? Job. I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I'm looking for the fat man. You can't be serious. This is what people actually think of me. Christmas is a farce. I am a joke. What's the purpose of your visit? Hunting. I'm gonna kill some things. There is a rising number of our youth making poor decisions. What the big man's head? Severed heads rot, they mold. They don't want his beard. I'm not shaving off a dead man's beard. Your workers sure have healthy appetites. That's why elves live much longer than humans. And Chris, he does the same. No, it's a giving that keeps him young. I've come for your head, fat man! Dashing through the snow No one horse open sir. You think you're the first? Oh, Think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? Lucky it wasn't Blitz or should tear your package clean off. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the movie podcast for movie fans by movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode number 87. I am your host, John. I'm Justin. Oh, you used his real name this week. Oh, how nice. Yeah, What's going on, Justin? How are you doing this week? I'm still here. Yay! Yep, I am. <sighs> I mean, over, overtired, long weekend, oh but but we'll get into a little bit of housekeeping. So it was announced today on their Facebook page that the game will continue on nine twenty seven twenty four with Saw Eleven. Oh, that's good. I like that it's coming out on my birthday. Yeah, so that's all they said. Last one no. came out near my birthday too. Yeah. So I don't know if um Tobin Bell's returning, most likely. Now that they find ways to incorporate it into the earlier series. But yeah. So yeah, we're getting it's, a- it's it's nice knowing which ones he's gonna win in. <laughs> <laughs> if it takes to which one did he die in? Three or four? Something like that. I don't yeah, remember. I hope it says it takes place between four and five. You know he's not in it, but 
So yeah, we'll uh, keep a tab on that one. Um, so the movie crypt held their eighth annual Yorkiethon this weekend. I will give a brief rundown of what happened this weekend. Um, it was instead of going forty-eight hours straight, they did like five hours Friday night, ten hours Saturday, and ten hours on Sunday. So it was about twenty-five hours. But um, started off with night one. They had uh, Chris Jericho was the opening guest. Uh, Doug Benson and Sam Levine showed up. Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. Bonnie Burton, who wrote a book about Star Wars Christmas special. Christmas uh, special. Kevin Gruert, who was the director of Saw Ten. And Jason Charles Miller returned and did another musical performance. Then they had <clears throat> um, Ricky Ratman, who used to run the um, a club. I can't remember what it was called, though. He's also on. He was an MTV VJ. Yeah. Um, then they had Adam F. Goldberg, from, who was the creator of the series The Goldbergs. Uh, Josh Weiner, Bruce Davidson. I can't. I can't remember what. It was all like happening so quickly because they were about an hour long interviews. And then they had um, Judy Aronson, who was in from Friday the 13th, part four. They did a, com a commentary to that. John Skip, Phil Tippett, Gil Adler, and Al Ketz, who did um, the Tales from the Crypts movie, Bordello Blood, and uh, what was the other one? The, the Tales from the Crypts movie. There was Bordello oh, and, and uh, Demon Knight. Demon, Demon Knight. Knight. <laughs> uh, Frank Meyer. They had Eduardo Sanchez. They did a commentary to Blair Witch. He was the director. And then um, C. Robert Cargill from Junk Food Cinema and director of Doctor Strange and Sinister and The Black Phone. He showed up. And then they closed night two with um, voice impersonators for. Arnold Schwarzenegger, David Lynch, and then Joe Lynch did Abel Ferrara. It's funny because they just fucking yell at each other the whole time. Uh, day three, the biggest day of the we weekend, um, they had Joe's mom, Marina, and Adam's mom, Dale, where Adam's mom dropped the bombshell that Adam Green got married a year and a half ago and didn't tell anybody. Um, Nobody's business but his. Yeah. Good for him. Keep it a secret that long. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. So then, of course, he had to go on social media and be like, yeah, I got married a year and a half ago. There it is. Like, what? Um, then they had Colton Dunn from Superstore and Hatchet 2. Um, Roger and Gala Avery from um, Video Paradise. It's a podcast. Then they had the director, who was also the star of Onyx, that Onyx and the Fructitious came out a couple months ago. No idea. Then the big event for the day was the script reading of David Schell's Freddy versus Jason. That movie sounds fucking badass. They should have made it. Eh, well, Hollywood don't care about that stuff. Nope. <laughs> And then, no surprise, they had Heather Graham on, and followed. Then, following Heather Graham was Allie Gertz, who this 
she um, is releasing an album of Nine Inch Nail cover albums. Cover songs? Covers, cover songs, yes. Interesting. And then closing out Yorkie-thon, they had the very talented Newton's own Eli Roth, where he talked about Thanksgiving and Hostel and all his movies and how the inspiration for Thanksgiving was when he saw Silent Night, Deadly Night at the Dedham Theater, which he stated. I was like, oh, that's... So, I watched movies there. Yeah, the old showcase, I'm guessing. But in total, just in the hour Eli Roth was on, they went from 28,000 to like 35,000. The last hour. That's when all the auctions were closing. But they ended up raising 35,300 $35,355 and counting when they went off the air. So, Yoki thought eight in the books. <clears throat> um, they did not post our thing. I don't know why, but whatever. I made a donation from the movie bar podcast. So, give me five bucks. Those stinking people from the internet auction to get in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you go on Instagram between now and December 17th, there's a contest. If you like it, like the post on Instagram, you might be able to come on and join us for a special episode. No. Try to, yes. No. So visit <laughs> our Instagram. At least I didn't put it on Twitter or X. Ah, no, you said it right the first time. So uh, any new trailers this week? Did you see any new trailers? Uh, I did not. I don't think I've watched any trailers this week. I didn't see any trailers. Nope. I didn't see you didn't send me any, so usually when you see one, you send it, but I didn't see anything. Yeah, generally. Nope. <clears throat> but uh oh, um uh, somebody died though. I didn't see that. Oh yesterday. Yeah. Oh yesterday. Yeah. Uh Neil? I Neil. Uh I don't remember, unfortunately. Come on. Find the subreddit. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it pops up, feel free to break in. Well, I'm just going to find yesterday here. This is riveting. I can tell. Oh, yeah. We're riveting. Well, doing my best. I got the list out. I'm ready to do inventory next in two weeks. Yearly inventory of the movies. Ryan O'Neill. What was he in? Oh, good lord. Now you're going to make me like, read things. I know he was in Love Story and Peyton Place. Okay. Well, condolences to Ryan O'Neill's family, uh, friends and fans. So, uh, what you watched this week? <laughs> Oh, well, I watched Fat Man, oh. obviously. Totes, obs. <laughs> the what? Uh, I said totes, obs. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, trying to sound hip and young. Yeah. Like cutting out most of the word. That doesn't work when your hair is turning gray. <laughs> it's not gray. It's going white. Um, And then I watched... Uh, well, 
Lethal Weapon was on when I got up this morning. And it's kind of funny because I turned it on to uh, Murtaugh tackling Riggs in the police station. And then I went and I watched Batman. <laughs> and when I came back, <laughs> it was just wrapping it up. <laughs> wow. so that was pretty interesting. Um, but after Fat Man, I did wind up watching um, Love and Monsters. It's on Netflix at the moment. Uh, it's it? post-apocalyptic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard of that. Um, that was pretty good. Lots of cool monsters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I did watch that. That was all right. Uh, that was about it. Huh. Well, it was going to be a short week. But... I fixed that today. So I watched It's a Wonderful Night on Shudder, which was pretty good. And then I watched Candy Cane Lane, the new Eddie Murphy movie on Amazon Prime. I'm sorry. I've not heard good things about that. It's okay. But that's that actually I forgot. I also, because I wasn't paying much attention, but I did wind up watching most of that Leo movie on Netflix because the kids were watching it. That might be on my list tomorrow. But uh, then I watched The Blair Witch Project during Yorkie-thon. I watched Batman. And then I said, oh, Family Switch was already on Netflix. So I, I tell you what, had you texted me and said that you didn't have time to watch this this week and you wanted to switch movies and then you came out with this long list, I'd have been pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I made sure I watched Batman first, and then the day just kind of... Snowballed into nothingness. (laughs) So I watched Family Switch on Netflix. A little slow. I I almost watched it. I mean, it's funny moments, but... And then I watched the Sly, or Sly, the Sylvester Stallone documentary... I finally find out found out why he has that like snarl on his face. <laughs> Apparently when he was born, it paralyzed like the left side of his face. So you know, yeah. snarl, you know. And you know, some interesting things about like when Rocky came out, his dad tried to make a movie about Rocky's son and but wanted Sylvester to have nothing to do with it and trying to ride his coattails or whatever, but it's a pretty good watch. Interesting. Did you uh, were you offended by the apparent incest in that family switch movie that everybody's all controversial about? What the scene with a brother and sister? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know. I've heard about it. There's something else for fucking people to bitch about. Yep. But but anyways, so. So yeah, that that was my list. Um, I'm sure next week I'll have a longer list because I really have nothing planned but work, and it's going to be a slow week. So it's Christmas, you should be getting uh, lots of packages. No, the kids are leaving this week. Uh, screw them. I mean, we got a lot of packages, but I had a lot of help today. So, but I think it's now time for the topic of the week. Batman. 
To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a... <laughs> precocious. Precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. It was originally released on November 13, 2020, and was directed by Isham Nelms and Ian Nelms, had a budget of $20 million and a box office of $1.7 million. Oof. Was distributed by Saban Capital Group and produced by Todd Courtney, Nadine DeBarros, Michelle Lang, Robert Manzies, and Lisa Woloski. It is rated R and has a runtime of one hour and 39 minutes and is currently streaming on Peacock as well as for purchase on all streaming sites. <laughs> Our cast of characters and characters they were. We had Mel Gibson as Chris King Kringle. So Papa Noel. Uh, Walton Goggins as Jonathan Miller, credited as Skinny Man, the Hitman. <clears throat> Marianne Jean-Baptiste as Ruth Kringle, Chris's loving wife. Chance Hurstfield as Billy Weenan, the terrible child. Robert Boxsteel as Captain Jacobs. Eric Wolf as Elf Seven. Suzanne Succi as Sandy. Deborah Grover as Anne Marie. And that is all of it. All right, so let's start off with, obviously, did you watch the trailer before? Huh? No. I mean, did you happen to see it, the trailer before watching the movie? No. So, ba so, based off of just the description of the movie, what was your initial thoughts going into it? Because this was the first time we'd both seen this movie. I didn't really know. Um, I kind of thought it'd be kind of like the one with um, David Harbour. Oh, but uh, I didn't really know. Yeah. I didn't yeah. really know what to expect because I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know where Mel Gibson was on the sanity chart. <laughs> So I, I I really didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Although once I saw Walton Goggins, I knew like he would be good for his part. Yeah. So, but I, I just didn't know where Mel was going to fall. Okay, so let's talk about the Walt the character Walter Goggins plays. When you first meet him, he's making a purchase of a bat that a guy got for Christmas. Who's made in Santa's shop? Yeah, and then you find out he has a whole collection of stuff that was given to kids by Santa. Yeah, see, it's, it's his little arc in this movie that kind of has that wrinkle of you, you waited this long? Because you've got him obviously obsessed because he's he's got this guy that he that has brought him this bad who's looking for money. And he low, I don't know why he's low-balling him or why you would consider that low-balling him. I mean, it's a wooden baseball bat. If I asked for $2,000 for a wooden baseball bat, I'd be lucky if the guy didn't take it and beat me over the head with it. Yeah. Um, 
So he's obviously got his obsession once you see the whole room there. And then it's like, it, it takes this 12-year-old to get him to actually go and just like do the 20 minutes of research that it appears it took him to figure was, this out. It was more than 20 minutes. <laughs> I know, so, but he was on the trail pretty goddamn quick. Well, I mean, he even says that it, it's going to be a tough task to find him. Yeah. So starting with the but Google search, it's, it's like... one of those things, it's like, once you see him do it, it's like, why did it take him to that gap? If he was that obsessed with him, why did it take him that long for the kid to push him that far? He seems to be a rather disciplined and orderly, you know, hitman. So unless he just wanted to get paid for it, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. But, but I mean, people who are that obsessed with one target like that beforehand would probably under their own volition just give it a go <laughs> yeah but I, like you know he he goes through the measures of doing the google search and then you know asking like where do the letters to, from santa go to and you know then going to the post office to the box like oh yeah it's my friend and you know, then he's got to sit there and wait for Santa to show up. You know, it seems like it was, it was a lot more work than he really wanted to. But it's because you're kind of, because you're running through this timeline at the same time we're running through all the other timelines, you know, so they're, they're on level and they're on pace with each other. So this search took what, 24 to 48 hours? So it couldn't have been that hard. I mean, maybe three days. So, but the timeline of the movie is, you know, it, it shows like uh, Santa Claus going out on his big adventure, coming home, and then getting the offer from the military. We, you don't really know how much time has passed from when the military shows up at at Santa's workshop from that Christmas day. I mean, he says he calls the elves back a little earlier than expected, but doesn't specify how long. Yeah. So, you know. It just kind of seemed like it took a little bit of, of the quickness. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Maybe that's a plot hole they should have explained yeah, a little bit the better. timing of it is a little harsh because it's so, hard to tell how long the fucking how what the time frame really is yeah so let's let's talk billy i fucking hate people i like, i've never wanted to punch a kid more than i wanted to punch uh -huh. that kid uh-huh you, know, you know just because he lost the science fair he hires a hitman to kidnap the girl that won and then threatens her with electrocution if she doesn't say that she had help because he won second place. Like, what the fuck? And you never meet his dad. No, because he's off in the Bahamas with his girlfriend. I know. But you meet but the like grandmother. And then you find out that he's fucking writing checks from the grandmother's account 
forging her signature. So who's checking it? (laughs) But yeah, that kid, and then Christmas morning arrives, and he's all excited because he—you never see if the letter gets delivered to Santa. No, thankfully, it wouldn't matter. He wouldn't need it. That kid's a fucking terrible child. Yeah, and he got what he deserved. He got coal. Yep. But that then sets up him contacting Goggins to take out Santa. Eliminate Santa. And then he wants his head. You know, he wants him to kind of have a memento. So Goggins talks him down to. the beard. You know, he'll cut off the beard. So, let's talk Santa Claus, Chris Kringle, Mel Gibson. I mean, he's a very depressed Santa. Well, rightfully so. Look at, like, look at the way Christmas has taken, uh, how people act now about Christmas. And, you know, it seems like it's mostly just, you know, buy stuff. He's making no money off of it. Like he says he should have trademarked know, but I mean, his image. It's, he's Santa. He can't pay his bills. He's Santa. He shouldn't have bills. Well, this is the real version he's of Santa, Santa, baby, okay? This he's is Santa. the real version of Santa. He but, lives in a town in Canada instead of the North Pole, North Pole? Yeah. But so now you're saying Santa's Canadian, A. A, yeah. You know, get a little ho 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 ho. Eh? I don't know if I agree with that here in America. We we have American Santa Claus. Well, he just lives up there to stay away from, you know, people spotting him. That makes him a Canadian. Because obviously the U.S. government is working with him, so he's a U.S. citizen. But, you know. It's- can't now I just can't trust Santa anymore. Very depressed. Whiskey drinking Santa Claus. What more could you ask for? But Five still minutes. tries to see the good people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, like when he's at the bar and he tells the guy, well, you know, Nicole might still love you, you know. Yeah. Might want to just go home. Yeah, instead of going home with the bot and the bartender goes, Why is it every time you come in here I go home alone? cursed yeah so but yeah it did you even notice there's one scene when he's kind of walking through town and they have the salvation army santa claus instead of like the big white beard like any normal santa would have it looked exactly like how mel gibson's beard was you know kind of grayish kind of white i wasn't paying attention Uh, to that background santa's well i noticed it so why aren't you special? I noticed that yours isn't all gray anymore. What are you talking about? And like last week after you played Santa, it was still very, very gray. That's because I trimmed it down. And now it's now it's a little less than. <laughs> still well, very tri- much so in the front, but yeah. the sides looks a lot. Well, I trimmed it down last week after playing Santa Claus. Just saying. It's not so I, great. I meant to send you a picture of what I looked like, but I forgot. 
Um, I'll do that tomorrow. So, obviously, his take on Christmas these days is everybody's being bad. They don't care. They're, like, when he turns on the radio, they talk about the two kids that um, fucking stole Threw a rock off an overpass. And... Yeah. You know, shit we would have done as kids. I don't know if I'd have gone that far. That's that's quite clearly attempted murder. Smoke bombs <laughs> on a train track while a train's coming? That's a train track. That's a smoke bomb. That's not a rock from a high spot through glass yeah, onto true. a person. In a high-speed moving vehicle. So, depressed, low on money, no Christmas spirit. He agrees to work with the government. Never and a good idea. That Never is a, worked with our government. Yeah. Hey. Well, that was a full-fledged operation they had going on up there. They were creating um, circuit boards for yes. missiles. And, um, you know, the elves were very receptive of it, even though they had to cut the jingle bells off, had to wear ID badges, shit like that. But I love the, like, let's talk about the scene when the captain's talking to number seven about Elf's diet. Sounds like every kid's dream diet. Yeah. Simple sugars and carbs, baby. And the colonel's like, well, maybe, you know, add some physical fitness and some three square meals a day, healthy meals a day. Like, why would we want to do that? <laughs> and he just shut him down. He was like, why do you think we li we live so long? Okay, can't argue that anymore. Yep. So, at this point now, the military has turned Santa's workshop into a military compound with gate guards and all this other fun fucking craziness shit going on. But still easy to sneak in. He gets in there. That he does. So let, let's talk about when um, the bounty hunter, Walter Goggins, sneaks sneaks into the compound, taking wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's not call him a bounty hunter. That that implies some form of possible legality. He's a hitman. Yeah, hitman. <laughs> I'm sorry. I used the wrong term. My bad. But so he's taken out the military guys left and right who are all in full battle rattle, you know, black vest, Kevlar's, mm -hmm. and he's just fucking boom, boom, shooting them down. Shockingly, um, no fences. Yeah. But then again, who would attack Santa Claus? Everybody. A pissed off little 12 year old boy. So. What were your thoughts on the the um the word the uh getting into the compound and taking out the people and it's far too easy. Yeah. Because I everybody had their guard down, I think. I, it's you know it's like you know like that like what I don't know what they were trying to prove by having them go in that easily. Hmm. I mean in most movies it's more heavily guarded by just the elves. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, Christ, the Santa Claus, you got to fucking shake a snow globe and yeah. hope that he comes, picks you up, and it's far away up at the North Pole. And, yeah. but 
you know, up in Canada, eh? I mean, it was tougher to get into Canada than it was well, to get into. That the might States. be the thing. Is it might be because it's in Canada and everybody's so polite. Yeah. Oh, that's just Santa Claus up there. Eh? Yeah, he's yeah. he's building his toys for all the good little boys and girls. And then, like when he's coming in through the gate, and you got your fifty-seven A form. Oh, I got my fifty-seven A. My 42 Bravo, my fucking this, my that. Like, it was harder to get into the country than it was to get into the compound. But he gets in, and he's he's running amok through the workshops, shooting shit, killing the soldiers. Luckily, no elves were armed in the making of this movie. Can't be killing the workforce. But Santa's in a good mood. He's, you know, sticking it to the white... Sticking it to Mrs. Claus. And he gets the call on the radio. Mm-hmm. Seven. Yep. Doing the job. Getting him informed. And he grabs his guns and he goes outside and there's the showdown between him and the, the assassin. What are your thoughts on this shootout? I mean, it was, you know, it was that typical... You know, it's kind of always, you know, you see it in, uh, what was it, uh, Fred Claus, mm-hmm. where Santa confronts him and goes back to his childhood and, you know, all that other stuff. So in that way, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, that's been done before. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a huge, great battle or anything like that. Um, you know, Just the fact that Goggins missed with a fucking assault rifle and Santa struck him first with a fucking handgun <laughs> like mm-hmm. a pistol like yeah I mean it's it's a movie um, <laughs> and then I well and then I mean you know he leaves spoiler alert he leaves Santa for dead and thinks he's good to go and goes until Mrs. Claus makes her present felt and he goes yeah. after her and Oh, you, you jumped ahead a little bit. No. So. I don't want to give the whole final scene away. <laughs> well, we're, that's what we do. We're, we're going to talk about the <laughs> ending. But. So now they're both on sides of a log. A logs, like cut up logs. And they're both walking towards the same end. And Santa just clocks them with a piece of wood. Gets the gun out of his hands. Proceeds to beat the piss out of him. Where did the knife come from? Was that in his, like his pants and his knee? I didn't see where he grabbed it from, but every good assassin always has either the boot knife or the pants knife or the back knife or whatever knife it is. I didn't see where it came from. So he catches Santa Claus a few times with it. Santa's dying. He's been shot. Goggins has been shot. Got an eye missing. Well, yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet. I don't remember much about this part. And then all of a sudden, he thinks he's he's got him, and Mrs. Claus comes out shooting and fucking hooting and hollering. So they must have captured him to find out exactly who did this, or used his magical powers to figure out who, who caused this. He knew. 
So that last scene, the grandmother's getting pissed because she finds out money's been embezzled. And the grandson's going to try to kill her. Knock her out something with his little concoction that he has. Doesn't want to be bothered. Then he gets a visitor. I wasn't expecting that. Nope. You kind of expected him to get away scot-free almost. Uh, yeah. Here comes but, Santa Claus. Here comes Santa No, Claus. not even Santa Claus at first. It was Ruth at first, Mrs. Claus. I know. But, you know, and I'm thinking she's coming. For, I was thinking she was coming for revenge. She was going to. I'm thinking Santa's dead at this point. No, I knew he wasn't. Because remember when he got shot with the plaque? He's like, yeah, it'll just heal like it always does. So, but I mean, this was different. I mean, he was pretty. They played up. it off like he was dead, but it's like, come on, yeah. he ain't dead. Well, this is Santa Claus. Well, Santa Claus is alive. Then he downs the drink that he's trying to give to his grandmother. That I forget what's what's it, Valium or. Something. Something. And just kind of straight up threatens his life. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much what he did to the girl for the science fair. And then we go back to the Santa's compound and the elves are rebuilding. They don't want to take a break. He's a happy Santa. He's got a whiter beard. Yep. And the movie ends. Happy Santa. Was there anything in the movie that kept you interested in the movie throughout it? Not really. I had a hard time kind of staying with it. Um, like even like like the assassin was good. But there was parts of it that I just, I was like, eh, he's a little. Eh. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there was just so much going on for most of the movie that didn't really seem at first like it was related. Yeah. So it was kind of tough to kind of, oh, and then, you know, go back and go, oh, yeah. And now I see why that is that. Um, but, I mean, all in all, it was. It was a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely the parts, like, when he's searching for Santa Claus, then he finds Santa Claus and tries to take a shot at him and the truck magically shows up. Yeah. Or, you know, and then he follows him to the road and then he goes and checks it out. Like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, how does he know that that with that path that he's running through the woods is even ever going to intersect with that path of that truck, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, there's, there's some of it that's a little bit too, too outside the box. Yeah. But. but did you have a favorite scene in the movie? Uh. I don't know. It was kind of always funny just watching the, Number seven there, just kind of always get one over over the captain there. Yeah. You know, every Christmas movie, there's a 
a head elf. Sassy elf. Yeah. You know, whether it was um can't think of the one in Fred Claus that was in love with the girl or yeah, with John Michael Higgins. Yeah. Bernard and the Santa yeah. Claus. Um did I ask if you had a favorite scene? Yeah, that's what we were yeah, just okay. talking about. <laughs> I'm so tired. Good job. Yeah. Uh what would have made this movie better in your opinion? <laughs> the script work. Maybe work on that. Maybe make the timeline make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um probably cut out a little bit of the minutia in the background. So many stories going on. Yeah. Um but I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to say. I don't know if anything really could have saved it. Um, I think it could have used a little more action. Yeah. There's really no action until the end of the movie. It probably could have used a good dose of, of comedy, too, to be honest with you. It might have needed some more some more comedy. More good comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it uh, kind of lacked in that department. Yeah, I really expected it to have, you know, more of a... I mean, I get that it, is, you know, it had that violent feel to it based on the description and all that, but I still felt... I mean, it's still... It's about Santa Claus. It's called yeah. Fat Man. That, to me, screams it's going to have some comedy in it and just didn't... At least not good quality comedy did you ever at all think when walter groggins first lays eyes on the fat man that he was just gonna back down and be like no i can't do it because the look on his face looked like a a kid going up to santa claus for the first time well yeah it's that moment where you realize he is actually real but then you remember oh he fucked me and then he says his name, and he apologizes that he couldn't do more. You know. So the runtime was one hour and 39 minutes. That it was. It fits perfectly nicely inside of a lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah. It was funny going from young Mel Gibson to holy crap, Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, I personally think that was could have been a little shorter, but probably about nine it, minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah, it got the point across. Yeah, again, they could have cut out some of the minutiae in the background to kind of keep it a little tidier. So this came out in 2020. Why do you think it took so long for this kind of movie to come out? I don't know. You always hear about kids getting cold and not a single one has thought about, I'm going to fucking kill that old fat guy. Because that's not, I mean, this whole, you know, uh, the, the willingness to go to this kind of movie in a mainstream way is only really more recent. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of horror movies back in the day that were, you know, based around stuff like this and use this kind of, but they, you know, they had their niche and 
But for the most part, studios didn't want to go for it. But nowadays, yeah, I mean, with streaming and all that stuff, you have so many more avenues, and it's clear that you know, we if you can think of it, somebody wants to consume it. Yeah, unless it's like Gili. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, so I think now, like, we're just, you know, now we're past a whole lot of the uh, hypersensitive uh, trying to protect the image yeah. of Santa Claus, yeah. And I mean, with that protecting images and stuff. I mean, it's this these days, it's now it's about the shock value over the, yeah. Uh, you know, when you had the Silent Night, Deadly Nights, it was a guy dressed up as Santa Claus. He wasn't called Santa, but he was called Billy. Yeah. And, you know, but now you have this movie. It's called, the guy is called Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. And, you know, he, he shows he's a badass. And I mean, uh, nowadays, I mean, you get this, and then you had Violent Night came out. And you've got Pooh, Blood and Honey. You got the mean one with the Grinch. I mean, that all falls in that same idea of taking these childhood heroes and icons and, you know, not well. I mean, now it is obviously a little bit of copyright thing, but, you know, they're just, let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, Let's just milk every single cent out of every single character we can we'll have violent santa next we're gonna get a movie about the sensitive santa <laughs> well i think the sensitive santa has been played out with like santa claus the movie the miracle on third yeah Century. i'm thinking more more different kinds of but even in violent night with that santa claus he didn't want to do that nope he's just in that place at that time but, you know, he was pushed to that point. But he, too, was also in that same frame of mind that he was fed up with the way Christmas was going and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah, they made two movies that made Santa a drunk. Well, I mean, I agree with him. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No. People are shit. Um, but... <laughs> Do better, people. Do better. This this is the world we live in. If that I is mean, our you know, message, what, what is season. what is shit to one person is not to another. But yeah, the problem is there's a lot of shit out there that people do that doesn't matter whether you're on the side of doing it or not. It's shit. <laughs> yeah, but people just need to do like. I love watching like old Christmas commercials or, you know. Christmas videos on YouTube or whatever. And it's just like, God, you don't see that shit anymore. Like, this was the time of year where they would, you know, go all out with their advertisement and it's all Christmas censored centered. And, you know, every every episode every TV show had a Christmas episode. But now it's just like There's too much now. Yeah, like yeah, there's Christmas movies 
there are Christmas episodes, but it's not the same. Like nothing's the same. We're older. I know. I mean, luckily, I'm sure with your kids, as it is with mine, you know, they're not like I want, 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 want. You know, because <laughs> they don't even get them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, like the. The big bombshell last weekend was Hunter asking for a PS5. We didn't know that was on his radar. Ah. But apparently he, he might get one. Not for me. But, <laughs> you know, so... Just whatever you do, don't make that a Santa gift. Why? Mm-mm, that should be a parental gift. Because if you make that a Santa gift, then that makes other children feel bad when they don't get such a big gift. Very true. That's why you always make those big gifts, parental gifts, or grandparent gifts, or or something along. Don't make those Santa gifts. Help out your other parents. (laughs) And fuck those other kids in the wind. But, uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. Why don't you tell the story you texted me earlier about what you saw at that mall? Well, I mean, we were out at a birthday party yesterday, and it's about 45 minutes away from the house. So after the party, let the kids go kind of walk around the mall and catch some Pokemon. And it's it's actually kind of a, I don't know, it's a circular mall. Like, it's just a weird, weird design. But we're walking around, and we went past Santa, you know, because we had done it the week before, too. And but what I didn't notice was when I came around the corner, because this time we went the other way. I'm coming walking right past Santa on my right, and maybe another 50 feet down, I see Krampus talking to a crying child <laughs> at a booth. Is this like so Krampus can, with the horns? The and... whole like a guy dressed up with horns. Really? Like a, oh yeah. And like not like cheap, like no, like he looked like legit and it was cool. Um, but yeah, he was there so like people could take pictures and stuff like that. What was the name of this mall? Uh it's not really a mall, it's an outlet collection. It's the Auburn Outlet Collection. I Auburn Washington, obviously. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of their Krampus and put it in the... I don't know if you will. Is this... So, um, this mall... Let's see if I can pull it up. Is... So, I don't know if you can see this, but, like, that's kind of like the center there, and it's kind of circular. Yeah. Okay. So, this was um, essentially, like, he... They had... In the central out walkways, you know how a lot of them have the fixed booths for the sunglass yeah. hut and all that crap. Apparently, during the holidays out here, they just had a ton of you know small business people, home business people, to set up folding tables uh-huh. uh, with you know all their design. Like there was a guy who had, you know, homemade dice and there was a lot of artists and stuff like that. So he had his own it was a bigger booth, but he had a booth set up similar in that kind of walkway thing. I think it was, you know, one of those 
you know, if you're going to have Santa, you got to include everybody. And they're just trying to make a point by having Krampus there. But, I mean, it's pretty cool. He looked really cool. Um, let me see. Maybe there's something. Uh, Krampus. So apparently it was an event on December 3rd. Oh. Uh, that could be that too. Apparently, there was a Krampus Seattle club. <laughs> Can you see my screen? Yes. Yeah, that's the guy. That is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, because they have a store in there called Unlock the Con. It's all like, yeah. you know, con rate worthy stuff. Yeah, he looked great. Okay. He's awesome. It was cool. Shout out to him. That is awesome. Although it wasn't just Friday because he was there Sunday. But yeah, that's that's who it was. It okay. Was awesome. I'm just glad Sammy didn't see it. <laughs> didn't see it. <laughs> that just gave me an idea for breakfast with Santa next year. I have somebody come as Krampus. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up with some ratings. Well, we got IMDb with 5.9 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 44%. And better boxed. I don't know. So what is your rating, John? I gave it a two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, I'm kind of at one and three quarters. One and three quarters. Yeah. He's all right. He's... Let me check out uh, Letterboxd real quick. Check it up. 2.8 on Letterboxd. Wow. I think they were a little, a little gracious. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure Mel Gibson's on there. Fucking... <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say what I was about to say. I don't want to get in trouble. Not not right now. <laughs> so we only have three episodes left this year. What do we cover Shh. next week? I didn't know that. Then we only had two. Is there one after Christmas? Yeah. There's a oh crap. That's right. Yeah, it does go beyond that. Damn it. Next week we will be covering. A movie from 1990 that might be starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern. And if you don't know the title of that movie, well, your parents probably left you home alone a lot as a child. <laughs> yeah, so, so next week's Home Alone, and then we have like <laughs> our Christmas gift to all of you, a special commentary uh, we're not going to say what it is yet, but kind of goes in theme with this month's, or kind of goes in, in line with this month's theme. And then we'll have our year-end wrap-up. I'm trying to get somebody back for that, but. Yay, like, Hunter. Yeah, we might, we, we have a better shot of getting him than we do Kyle. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> Well, I said the bar is now closed for this week. 
Thank you so much for listening. You can follow and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on X. Twitter. At the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Don't forget, we got that contest running for the next week. At the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok. And at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Be sure, sure, to check out the website, www.moviebarpod.com. I heard Santa puts everybody on the nice list if they go to the website and like and subscribe. But thank you for listening. Please let us know you want to hear by contacting us on social media or by email at themoviebar.outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe to the podcasts. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. Eh?